mom. It's time for your business, family, and self-care to all finally balance. I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refresh Moms, and I'm now accepting applications for round two of my Balance Life Business Mastermind for Moms. Listen, if you're ready to scale your business at a pace that matches and aligns with your current momming season, have a tribe of moms to confide in and lean on while you grow your business this year, know how to manage your family, business, and self-care without feelings of overwhelm, create your dream schedule and calendar, and actually live it out. Start prioritizing business activities that result in growth and revenue generation so that you can make the money you desire within the time you have to make it. If any of that resonates, then this mastermind experience was created exactly for you. In our nine months working closely together, you'll receive a nine-month business and productivity mastermind program, mentorship teaching sessions from other successful business moms and entrepreneurs that want to see you succeed and shine, monthly office hours coaching sessions with me so you can ask targeted questions about your unique business, co-working opportunities with your fellow mompreneurs to knock out focus work, your very own self-care manager to meet with every single month, and mindset sessions to help you grow and create the thinking needed so you can step into your greatness and surrender to your unique process and journey. It is not impossible for you to balance it all. I'm telling you, you can make the money you desire within the time you have in the Balanced Life Business Mastermind for Moms is committed to support you as you do it. You can complete an application by going to my website at refreshmoms.com. All applications are due by Friday, August 30th. So I haven't told you, my new coworker is going to be my running coach because I'm going to train for a half marathon. And she's, she's a running coach She's also a Weight Watchers success story. She lost like 40 pounds, I think like 12 years ago, and then started running, has lost 20 more and kept it off, and she runs marathons and stuff. But like my second week working with her, she brought me Georgia peach cookies (laughs) from like a roadside stand, like the kind of stuff I bring you when we meet in Savannah. Yes. Yes. Like woman, what are you doing to me? (laughs) This is counterintuitive. Exactly. (laughs) But she also told me that I may not be eating enough to lose weight while I'm running. So I need to start tracking again. She's like, you're probably not eating enough protein and you're breaking your muscles down and you're not replenishing them. And so your body is just holding on to your Georgia peach cookies and everything else. Yeah. I. (laughs) (laughs) The science that it takes to figure out how my body wants to release weight I'm a little over it because I've tried so many different approaches and everybody is like you're not eating too much you're eating too much you're not eating enough of this and you know I'm like it just ought not be this hard it maybe it really is but I'm I'm pretty much I'm pretty much sure that it has something to do with my body holding on to toxins. Mm. I'm pretty because 
other people in other parts of the world don't have these same issues and they're not counting calories and they're not counting macros and all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty sure that that's one of the things that as a Westerner mm. um, that plays into how our bodies are, are functioning. So I'm pretty much settled on that. But as far as the combination of foods paired with detoxing, man, there's so many approaches, so many ways of doing it. And I'm just kind of like over it as I look at myself and how my arms have filled out and my boobs are like wanting to bust out of my bra. You know, I'm like, I don't have, (laughs) I don't have a solution, obviously. But I'm pretty sure, and please, okay, can I premise this with please don't don't inbox me with all your nutritional systems. I, I, she I, knows. Yes, I applaud <laughs> your business. I do. You guys are doing some significant work. Western civilization needs you. Keep going. Okay. But what I am saying is I'm not in the market <laughs> for a nutritional system right now. And I know yours is the bomb. Well, have you tried this? Probably not, but I'm not looking to try another one right now. So anyway, I probably have. So (laughs) if I haven't tried it, Kelly probably has, (laughs) you know, Uh, anyway, I don't even know, but let's shout out for the Georgia peach cookies. Mm -hmm. Whoever's out there making them on the side of the road. God bless you in your business. (laughs) You're serving and ministering in ways that we need or possibly not based off of what I just said about Western culture. <laughs> well, and all things in moderation. I mean, to be, to be fair, I've had the cookies for almost a week and the box or the bag is still like half full. So. Okay. Jack's had some, I mean, I'm sharing. <laughs> but yeah, you should, I want to get on the phone with your friend. Maybe she can, um, cause I would like to do a half marathon, mm. but the idea of training for it is, is, is like, a little overwhelming, but I love to run. I'm about to move. So I'm wondering if I'm hoping my neighborhood is conducive to doing some running around the neighborhood because I really don't have, I, I don't, can't do that where I live now. And I'm like, I have to go somewhere to, to train mm, yeah. and doing that type of training for me, I have to do it in, you know, the margins of my life and having to actually drive somewhere to train is not necessarily the best use of my time right now. But Absolutely. if I can train by running around my neighborhood, which I know I can, I just need to be, you know, I'm hoping that when I move and I see like the path that I could take to actually run, then I can invite some type of organized structure. Cause I, I actually do want to do a half marathon just because I want, I want to run. I like to run. So maybe I need to connect with her. Well, if you actually get to come into town at the end of July, yeah, I can introduce you. But yeah, she's, con- she's connectable. She's connectable. <laughs> she's if she's on any of the socials, then I'm sure I can, you know, I'll, I'll drop her a, a DM. There you go. Slide right. in. But that's not a slide in her DM. <laughs> That's not even what I want to talk about today. Today, before we get into our wonder, <laughs> this is kind of counterintuitive, but <laughs> I can't, are we going to talk about food? Because that no, no, me. we're not going to okay. talk about food. Okay, 
But, you know, this episode is about decreasing time on our phone. Mm. It's a productivity hack. We're going to give you some ideas and some tips and some hacks on spending less time on your phone. But what I want to talk about is how I went to research if screen time, if there was like an amount of screen time that was too much for the children, because my children live on the screens over the summer. At least it's not while they're eating Lunchables. <laughs> okay, well, no, they're not eating Lunchables, but they do, you know, there's usually a screen, unless we're all sitting down at the table together, there's usually a screen on the table while they're, you know, because they feed themselves, they go make their own breakfasts, they go, you know, make their own lunches. Dinner is the only meal that I'm providing for them on a regular basis right now. It's like, it's summertime, it's summer flow. There's food in there, you guys get what you need, eat what you want. Every couple, there's a couple of days a week that I do go in there and I actually prepare a lunch because I'm trying to make sure they're not just eating crap all the time. But, um, which I don't really have a lot of crap in the house, but still, you know, they're, you know, graham crackers is not a nutritional equivalent to a balanced lunch. And my son will just go in there and get a bowl of graham crackers because he's like, well, it's every man for himself. And this, I'm going to eat me a bowl of graham crackers. <laughs> but, um, I had to go, I I needed some scientific support to my kids and their screen time habits over the summer, because I'm like, I am not monitoring it. I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday and I was telling her, she was sharing to me how she, you know, how her kids, you know, they don't do a lot of screen time over the summer. And I was like, I'm the I'm the absolute opposite. I'm like, I don't really care what you're doing. Just, you know, relax. This is your summer break. There are some things school-wise that we do do in the morning for three or four days out of the week. It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily every day of the week, but there's, there's um, review stuff happening in some of the areas that they're not necessarily strong in during the school year. So I have incorporated just ways for them to touch it on a regular basis to help, you know, strengthen that muscle, build that muscle. My son actually has a, an assignment that is due the first day of school. So he has a almost 400 page book that he's reading over the summer. And oh. he has to write a very short, you know, two paragraph summary. It's, it's not that big of a deal, but the idea is to keep them reading, keep that writing muscle sharp. You know, that's what the thing is. So he's working on that every day. So they do have other things. My daughter's doing math every day. There's things that they're doing, but after they knock out chores and knock out the little things that I have them doing, um, we've, just incorporated and we gave them some tools to help them um, connect with God on a regular basis. They both have these books that they're reading just to, cause everybody except for my husband decided that the Bible was boring. And so we were like, what makes the Bible better for us? <laughs> and so for me, it's books, books that are talking about faith topics that actually have scriptural support that I can go back and refer to. That's how I like to study the Bible. So I'm like, if the kids are telling you that the Bible is boring for them, let's see how we can unravel that and make it unboring. So I got them two books. Kindle has one. If you're interested in knowing what they are, just drop me a social. I'll give them to you. And then my son has one for teen boys. Kindles is for tween girls. And that's, that's their, their, that's how they are growing in their faith by reading these books and reading scriptural support. So anyway, those things are happening regularly. I don't really care how much time they're spending on the Xbox or on Roblox or on YouTube kids. I'm be free because listen, don't tell me to shut off Netflix when it's time for me to <laughs> hop on. Right? Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> so 
I had to go, I went online to do a search. What's out there these days? Because you know, when we were, well, you're still raising a little, but you're a two, you're two girls that are basically the same age as my kids. We were raising them in the same era. And you know, that was like when screens were becoming popular. Yeah. And yeah. I ran my business by allowing my kids on my iPad. I'm not, I ain't playing or, you Listen, know. I will put Jack Burton, age four, <laughs> in an iPhone use competition. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can time your kid. Yeah. So, that's how I got stuff done. I will, I'm telling you, PBS kids, Sprouts, what else was out there? Um, I don't know, but I know Sprouts and PBS Kids were like my go-tos. You know, I can probably, you know, I can rattle off all the cartoons. My, my husband actually did a, um, he sat down with the kids. It was so funny. And he just did like a throwback to all the theme songs of their cartoons. And my oh. kids were like, Backyardigans! And, you know, they were just, Little oh. Einstein! They were just naming them all. It was so hilarious. Oh, little Einstein. Do you remember that? Anyway, don't so make me sing. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Anyway, li- livescience.com save the day. Let me tell you. I'm going to read exactly from their website. And yes, I promise you, I'm going to link back to it. Anybody that needs to feel okay about summer springtime. For parents trying to separate teens from their screens, I'm sorry, for parents, trying to separate teens from their screens may seem like a daily battle. But now, some parents can rest easy. <laughs> I, love I already <laughs> love it, right? Whatever they're about to say, I love it. Help my guilt to go away. Uh, a new study, I don't know where this study is. Oh, yes, I do. A new study suggests that lots of screen time isn't all that bad. Praise Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she whispered. Oh gosh. <laughs> Getting up to six hours of screen time didn't have any negative impact on the behavior of teens in Florida in the new study, the researchers found. And when screen time went beyond six hours, the negative effects were very small, according to the study, which was published Tuesday, February 7th, in the Psychiatric Quarterly <laughs> Journal. Yes. This am I linking back to the study? I am. I am going to post the link to the Psychiatric Quarterly Study. I am going to post the link to LiveScience.com for this article. And you're welcome. Not hashtag science. Hashtag science. <laughs> I know this is not for everybody. I, I, I know some of you are like absolutely anti more than an hour on screens. And you know what? I applaud you because I am sure you are loving up on those kids, the best, you know, doing the best that you know how with your family. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can. But I needed to see what was some current language out there around this. Because when we were growing mm-hmm. up, when we were growing up, when our kids were little, all the stuff was on, you know, decreasing that screen time, right? Yes. So anyway, I'm not trying to increase screen time for them. I'm just trying to feel okay about the screen time that they currently are indulging in over the summer. And now, not that I wasn't at peace, but now I feel supported in my peace. <laughs> Can Rod is- drop the intro? <laughs> <laughs> drop the intro, Rod. 
Hey everyone, welcome to the Refreshed Life Podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, where I help mompreneurs find the time they need in order to make the money they desire. And I'm Kelly Capriotti Burton, a writer and encourager finding the humor, grace, and happily ever afters in complicated relationships. We've come together and created this space to empower moms and women to be healthy, strong, emotionally well, and successful in their businesses and their families. Oh, that sounds good to me. Grab your favorite coffee mug, we definitely have ours, and hang with us. We can promise you diverse perspectives, positive outlooks, and likely a few fun rabbit holes along the way. Here we go, guys. That was very intentional banter. I mean, it was like on topic, which is, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, maybe that maybe we should start exploring that. <laughs> maybe our banter should be a little bit more intentional and tie into the actual content. But then we lose our rabbit hole situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I listeners, if you have any opinions or thoughts about that, we, we do welcome them. Because we, I mean, who doesn't want to hear about Old Town Road or... <laughs> Coffee mugs that don't microwave. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't plan necessarily to have such intentional banter today. But I, I do want to add one thing, is that when my husband woke up this morning, I was on my phone researching <laughs> tips for reducing screen time and he asked me what I was doing and I told him and it was very funny. It so. was very <laughs> well, oh. tell you. It's so funny. It's exactly the reason why we're doing this podcast because <laughs> I mean that's really what we do. Yeah. We pick up our phone. And do I feel like there's anything wrong with using your phone for researching like that? Because I do it all the time. No, I don't. But the problem comes in when that phone is now infiltrating time when we're supposed to be focused on other things. Yeah. That's the problem. Not the tool itself. Right. But how we're engaging with that tool on a regular basis, which is not allowing us to go deeper into some of the other parts of our task or our life that need more of our attention. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to, is it how to decrease our time? I don't even know what we want to call this. What do we want to call this? How to be more productive? What do we want to call this? Maybe how, how to use your screens more efficiently, but that's not, because sometimes I don't want to be efficient. Sometimes I just want to watch the crown, <laughs> which... That's a rabbit hole. That it's taken me like a year to get through two seasons of that show. But anyway, okay. um, <laughs> I guess we're these. Okay, so I personally want to decrease my screen time. I do too. So let's okay. just go with that. That's where we are. Okay. So tips to reducing screen time in order to be more productive. Okay, and that productivity can span over many areas of our life we can kind of settle in for this particular podcast. Let's settle in on actually getting work done because I do know that my phone, that particular screen, not my computer screen, but my phone screen is the one that I have the problem with. Mm. Me and my laptop, we get down just fine. Get down. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like, man, Deanna, you're spending so much time on your laptop. Nobody's saying that. 
you and your computer aren't having a reckless tryst behind a bar. You are having a solid, stable, monogamous relationship. Relationship. <laughs> it knows it, you know, when, when I'm working on it, I am, I am not using my laptop for extracurricular stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I, I do. I don't I, know why it's funny. <laughs> I, I am know. using my laptop to work. And so whenever it's flipped up, that's what's happening. There's nothing else happening on it. Either I'm researching something or, you know, I'm answering emails or whatever. My phone, on the other hand, I could be doing all types of stuff on my phone. I could be ordering groceries, which I do on a weekly basis. I could be on social media. I could be answering email. I could be in an app doing something. There's all types of things I could be doing on my phone. So that's where my problem areas are. I could be texting with somebody, you know, imagine I could be on the, on a phone call. <laughs> that's just, the that's worst. Usually, that's usually what I'm not doing is talking on the phone. Oh, I have a rabbit trail about that too. Go for it. Have you probably not, but Marco Polo, which we use for video messaging, you guys. It's like leaving each other video messages. Mm -hmm. They have added a live react button. So instead of just hitting like a hard or a sad face while you're listening to your friend's message, you can hit this little record button and you're leaving them a live reaction that then pops up. And I was using it with Paige, my daughter, last night. And I was finally like, what the crap are we doing? Like, <laughs> getting closer and closer to a phone call why don't we just talk on the phone oh, this is ridiculous it's ridiculous we're losing our way okay as you were as we're losing our way <laughs> this is so funny but here's the sad part about it it's like oh i can't wait to use that the next time kelly as soon as we get off this I recording know. i'm like oh i didn't know that i want to use you could just make faces at each other. We never FaceTime. No, we don't. What is up with that? Our and schedules are kind of different. If we FaceTime, it's like you answer immediately because it's like, oh, she must really need something. Something is wrong. Yes. It's or not wrong. It's just she must really need to talk to me. Yeah. Because if she's not put Marco polling it so I can get it two hours later. She the last time I FaceTimed with Shannon, who is my, like, my other Deanna, was when her mom passed away like we don't we don't and we talk every single day but it's on marco polo it's silly shannon just sends me marco polos of her singing that's all she does <laughs> well and hair hair things right hair tips and hair sessions sometimes you know we're talking about hair because she's fostering two african-american little beauties and so she and shannon is not african-american and so she'll call me if she needs some um, tips on, you know, managing their hair care. But other than that, she's singing to me. She's a nut. But anyway, we're digressing here. Shout out, Shannon. Shout out, Shannon. <laughs> Love you. So what this episode is supposed to be about, and we're going to make it about it. We're sorry. I'm glad. That, I'm kind of glad, glad that we, uh, we warmed up a bit. Because both of us are, <laughs> both of us are like in summer vibe and like, oh my gosh, are we really batch recording today? We are, but I think, we, unfortunately, the episode prior to this, we weren't quite as warmed up. So it's, <laughs> sorry for that one, but guess what? We're publishing it. It's going live. 
we'll make a fun graphic or something <laughs> make up for it do a downloadable for you <laughs> we gotta we gotta beef it up anyway <laughs> this is kidding we're gonna talk about being more productive okay by spending less time on your phone so we have outlined both the kelly and i we actually spent some time thinking about these things and we feel like we pulled some tips that not only for you all not only that you all can use but these are things that are going to help us because i promise you i'm speaking i'm doing this from the perspective of how i need help in becoming more productive okay so anyway here's the first one um i have found this to be absolutely helpful during certain times i don't this is not my constant but when i need this to when i need to do this i do it and it's beautiful but i taking social media apps completely off your phone wow so like taking instagram off your phone and facebook off your phone those are the two i use i don't really use anything else but just taking them off and so now the only time you're engaging with them is when you are on your computer and so for me, yes, I do have a personal Facebook page where I stay connected with my 1,400 friends, whatever. You know, it's just ridiculous. There's only like a handful of people that I even want to stay connected with <laughs> in I'm that way, right? This. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I do post on my Facebook page, just sharing pieces of my life and my family and just connecting. I do enjoy that. I don't do that nearly as often as I used to, because now my social media time is spent for business for the most part. And I spend a lot of time, you know, responding to um, comments and things of that and questions in the Facebook group on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. But there are times where I don't want the temptation to hop on while, you know, I'm with my family or one of the main things that I, when I do it is when I'm on vacation or when I'm trying to take a break, I'll just take them off completely. So I won't be tempted to check in and see what's happening or what's going on. That is a huge help for me now for you all. What? Okay. So this is what I do when they are the apps, when they are on, I just turn off their notifications. So I'm not seeing them consistently popping up in, in allowing that temptation to bring me into the Instagram world or the Facebook world. So mm -hmm. that's kind of one of my productivity tips for spending less time on your phone is just to take the apps off your phone or at minimum turn off the notifications. But I toggle back, my, my normal setting is the, those notifications are not even on. They're, you know, I, so I only check it which, okay, truth talk, I don't know if that has minimized my time on there because I still just click on it and check. Yeah. But what it is doing is it's not notifying me every two minutes. It's making you in charge of when you look at it. Yeah, there it is. That's it. Happy to help. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think you touched on something else there too that um, – your 1400 Facebook friends. So I did kind of a massive clean out last year and still landed somewhere around 900. Mm. And now I'm in an upswing again where I'm making new friends because new, um, new part-time job, new community. So I've got all these runner people making friends with me, which is totally fine. But every once in a while, you guys take a look 
at your friends list. And if there are people that you're constantly using the 30 day snooze, which I use habitually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Function. It's really good, especially forgive me folks, but like in hot political seasons. Oh yeah. I, I will snooze someone for 30 days and Facebook reminds me that they are, you know, it, it just starts adding them to your feed after 30 days. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I snooze this person. And I might go to their actual page and check in, you know, like, how's your mom and them? How are your kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're, they're, you know, posting all the political stuff again, and I'll just snooze them again. So I feel okay about that. But if there are people that just like, I'm not saying this in a mean way but you're just not connected. You just don't really kind of invest in what's going on with them. Or if you saw them in a crowded room, you wouldn't necessarily cross the room to talk to them. You don't have to be their Facebook friend. Like you don't owe Facebook friendship to people. I had a, my closest cousin (laughs) unfriended me on Facebook like six years ago for, you know, just she was having a time and whatever. Um, we still talk in real life. I just saw her when I visited Chicago. She was one of the few, you know, people that I reached out to to visit, but we're not going to be Facebook friends again. It doesn't, we have created this thing that Facebook is reality and it's, it's not, it doesn't reflect reality and we shouldn't try to make it reflect reality. So look at that friends list. Um, take off. This is another productivity tip. Take off the stuff you follow, like BuzzFeed and, you know, the ones that are constantly driving you to click through slideshows and take quizzes. I know they're fun once in a while, but they, they do become a time suck. Mm. Take them off. You don't need them coming up on your feed, interrupting, you know, you catching up with your family's summer or whatever. They're, They're just, there's a whole lot out there that is helpful. And there's a lot that just takes up brain space. And if you want to know, you know, the 10 celebrity divorces that have occurred so far in 2019, if you really want to know that you can Google it, you don't (laughs) need it on your Facebook feed. They won't even know that they want to know it. Like the only reason why you want to know it is because they're doing their job and they're enticing you to click. You know what? Here's what I will say though. I don't know what you find you know, everybody has their different ways of being entertained and, you know, some people actually like to, um, use social media to have some brainless downtime. I get it. But here's what I am feeling like Kelly is trying to say to you is if you are reading about the top 10 celebrity divorces when you're supposed to be, you know, doing something else, then maybe we need to question this, its usefulness in your life. That's what we're trying to say. So I know for me, and I think Kelly is saying the same thing, that I have found social media to be a tremendous time suck and um, distraction in many areas of where I don't want the time suck and distraction. So that's kind of the heart of where we're, we're coming from. It's like, man, 
who has time to take the quiz and see, you know, which friends, which friends character are you most like, you know, I don't have time for that kind of stuff. Right. But I already know. <laughs> and, and there are, there are times and places, cause honestly, I love all that stuff. And so do my kids. Like mm-hmm. we'll be on a road trip and start taking the quizzes together, you know, like which, which Harry Potter house are you in or whatever. But when it's, it's just, like, <laughs> stop it. It's very literary, Deanna. Um, <laughs> okay. When just like the push notifications, when those things are coming up in your feeds and you have no control over it, it it's just a human thing. Your head is going to turn. It's like it's like 24-hour news. I mean, when mm-hmm. those news channels came out, how many of us were all of a sudden were into every every news story? We know what's going on. Not that we don't need to know or shouldn't know, but didn't used to be that way, which is mm-hmm. why our parents and our grandparents and our great, great grandparents, they weren't concerned the same way that we are. Mm-hmm. They weren't constantly filling their heads with situations they had no control over. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way to bring some clarity and ownership to how you spend your time. It's not yeah. judging yeah. the content. It's just help manage your time that way. Yeah. Which is our second tip is to just stop those push notifications. Um, and for me, it's like once I identify where I'm, where my information is coming from, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to know everybody's spin on that particular thing. I don't need to know everybody's opinion. Once I've identified my sources of and resources where I get information, whether they be political or whatever. That's just, those are the people I want to hear from, or it's not even people. That's the, that's the um, place I want to hear it from. And that's the only thing I'm going to go to because I don't really, first of all, I don't have time to read everybody's take. I don't have time for that. But second of all, nor do I want all those different opinions and voices. So And that's, you know, that just kind of ties into, you know, how many things are actually notifying you from social media, but you can just stop push notifications altogether. And this is from your apps as well, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I downloaded an app called Cherry that, (laughs) because I learned about it at a workshop for tween girls on their, on puberty and periods. And somebody mentioned this app, which is a period tracker. And so I was like, Oh, let me download it. But you know what? I didn't stop the push notifications because first of all, I'm like, I don't really know what they're even about to push towards me. But you know, they're talking, here's, okay, here are the last four. Research ties women's spending. The period strong, the period strongly influences women's spending. Okay, that apparently that's the article. Pregnancy influences your vision. Oh, I believe that. I just lost, where are the other ones? I lost it. Having sex during period, the dangers and risk of making love during period. They're sending this to tween girls? Well, they're sending it to me, which I'm kind of glad that I'm looking at it. Kendall doesn't have this. Okay. She, first of all, she's not on her period, but on, I'm, I'm telling all my child's information. All right. I'm sorry. Is your period late? Reasons why your period might be delayed. All right. My point is. I don't need, I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want to read it. I'm not stopping to click on it. So let's say that's happening times 50 apps. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, just stop push notifications. Your app 
should have, you know, whatever information that they're pushing out there, if you go into the app, there should be a way to kind of see what articles and other things that they're putting out there for you to access them. But you do not have to have them notify you every time they have mm-hmm. something they want to say. So yeah. just stop your push notifications altogether. That is my opinion. If you have something that you want to be notified for, then of course do as you need to. But for me, it just becomes way overwhelming. And it becomes a distraction because when my phone lights up, if my phone is sitting next to me, right, and it lights up, my natural response is to look and see what is that, which is taking at least a few seconds away from, you know, what I'm trying to get done. Let that happen 10 times during a Pomodoro, right? Yeah. That's 10 invitations for distraction. Just stop them all together, especially during the times where you're trying to get productive stuff done. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's next? She said, Lord help us. Oh, well, this is, I know that you do this one Mm -hmm. is putting your phone in a different room and charging it in a different room, Mm -hmm. which, okay. So we, Rod and I, my husband, I do not charge our phones away from the bedroom. I don't really know why not. Um, We did have a season, you know, he travels, um, you know, we had some pregnancies and things like that. You know, there are times we're not, we're not in one of those times right now. There's literally no reason why we have our phones charging in our bedroom other than just convenience. Is it the last thing I look at at night? A lot of the time. Yes, it is. Even if I'm like reading He's already asleep. The lights are off. I'm reading. Sometimes I still put that stinking book down and pick up my phone for just one last check-in and for what? Like there's nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But we make our kids not have their phones charging in their bedroom. So I plead guilty to this. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it's not a problem for everybody, but it's a, it, it, it's a distraction, you know, problem is a more serious word, but is it, is it necessary? No, we even have a landline, you know, cause we're living with baby boomers. We have do a landline. Really? We do. We do. And I, now I you don't have an excuse then. No, we really, I mean, I don't even know who has the number besides my mom. <laughs> I don't but know the number. That becomes the. <laughs> If you really need to get in touch with me, call the landline. Yes. Call the landline. And that, like I said, and those are going to be the, the very short list of people that would even have that number. We have a home cell phone that serves as that purpose. Gotcha. And so it's like, if anybody's going to call and the, and the home cell phone doesn't have all the apps and stuff on it. It's just used for phone calling and me and my kids text back and forth on it. You know, when they have it. But there's nothing else on it. There's no social media. There's nothing else happening on that phone. So that's the phone. Like if we know that in, in the people that are close to us in our lives that would need to get in touch with us for emergency purposes, know that, hey, you're going to call my phone. I don't pick up. Your next, your next thing is going to be to call the house phone. Mm-hmm. And so when we see that house or hear that house phone ring, that we know that, okay, only certain people are going to call this phone in the first place. So that takes away any pressure to feel like I got to have my phone right. next to me all the time. Well, you actually said something a while back. Maybe it's when we were doing our Facebook show or we may have just been talking, but you know, you live in Atlanta and your mom and sisters live in Chicago mm-hmm. and your mom's been facing some serious health issues 
And one of the things you said, and I hope I'm not getting into too sensitive of an area, but you said if your sisters, if something happened with your mom in the middle of the night and your sisters called, you can't do anything anyway. Yeah. So you might as well get a good night's sleep because there's plenty coming for you to do. And that was super eye-opening because we do use that as like a a crutch. Well, what if something happens? I mean, when I was in my last month with Jack, Rod was traveling and I used to, <laughs> I used to go to sleep checking the flight schedules. Like, well, if I go into labor, he's not going to get home anyway. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of a, a false security. Mm-hmm. Calm down and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You can't change the world in an instant mm-hmm. a whole lot of the time. Yeah. And I, I say this too, like when my mom, my mom recently had a major surgery. She's doing great, by the way. Some of you, some of our, our people, if you're in the Refresh Moms group, you guys were praying with me while that was happening. She's doing amazingly well. But during that surgery or, you know, the, the, her first 24 hours after that surgery, my phone was like with me all the time because I wanted real time updates, Right we completely get scenarios like that. We're not talking about being productive at that point. We're talking about that's me being present for my family when mm-hmm. they needed me. Yeah. It's completely different, but generally speaking, I mean, something can happen to my, anybody in my family. I just, my parents at any given time and I am not in the city. So yes, what am I going to do besides get, just freak out? That's what I'm going to do is freak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I might as well wait to read that. And that, that actually has happened. Not that anybody has died or anything, but something serious has happened. And my phone is charging in a different space and I don't see it into the morning. Let me tell you what I have learned as well. This is going to help some of you guys. By the time I get to it, many times things have, have gotten a resolution. Yeah. That didn't even need my input in the first place. <laughs> and I slept well. Your input, yeah, or your energy, or your restlessness, or your fret and worry. Yeah, all that happened last week. My flight was delayed. And, you know, the airline was sending emails all night long. And by the, I don't get email notifications, so I didn't know. But by the time I got up, it was back to being on time. Like, I mean, that's not an emergency, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, same thing. This whole drama played out while I was sleeping and I woke up and it was gone. So I didn't even need to know about it. Yep. That's it, man. That has happened to me so many times. Um, And this is a little rabbit trail, but it's the same thing. This happens even sometimes with my clients. (laughs) You know, they'll have a problem and you know, I don't engage with my work 24 hours a day. I just don't. So there'll be times where they've reached out for some type of support. And if it happens to be outside of the window that I'm actually offering that support, you know, I wait, I circle back to it, always get to it. I always respond back, but you know what, if it's after 7 PM or whatever amount of time, whatever time I've said, I'm done. By the time I get to them, they've thought it through. (laughs) They've come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. They don't need me anymore, you know? So anyway, that's just, we don't need every single notification is, is the point of this point. Oh, actually, that's not the point. Putting the phone in a completely <laughs> different room. <laughs> that's the, We're building. You're not, gonna, We're building. You're not necessarily going to miss out on anything. And if you feel like you are, maybe consider another way for those top five people in your life to reach you 
in the case of an emergency, so you you are now covered your bases. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like, you know. All right. Here's another one. This is controversial. Let just it rip. Take, take email off your phone completely. Just take it off your phone. <laughs> Y'all can't see my face. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, no. Do I do this? No. But email is also not a huge distraction for me. So that's why. Now, I, have, I don't get email notifications. I don't do that. But I can still click on an icon on my email. Um, the reason why I don't is because there are some times where I need to handle something and I'm not near my laptop or I'm away from my laptop and it's something that I need to shoot somebody a quick answer so they can move forward in something that does happen. But if email and I, I've known, I can't tell you who these people are right now. And this is not even something that you have to do every single day. This is another type of thing where maybe you just take it off for certain periods of time, like while you're on vacation or, you know, the, Oh, here's another reason why I don't, because I, I've tried this before. Putting your email back on your phone is a lot bigger process than reinstalling Facebook and Instagram. So when I take the apps off my phone for Facebook and Instagram for a period of time, I can reinstall them at a pretty significant time. Email, because, you know, I got like, you know, 200,000 emails in there right now. Don't judge me. But I got all these emails, you know, across all of my email boxes, right? I have three different email boxes. They all have, you know, there's a lot of emails going on. So it takes a a significant amount of time to re-download that app because it has so much information that it's trying to download. So I'm like, man, that's just not even worth it at that point because it's going to take, you know, if it's going to take five hours to get the thing back on my phone, I'll just leave it on there. Um, something that Jada, my, my coach tells me that she does, she just puts it somewhere else on her phone that makes it harder to get to. So it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind yeah. little trick that she does. But, um, for those of you all that this is a problem, consider just taking it off your phone completely and only checking it on your laptop. Mm. That's definitely, why not? You have permission. You have permission. It may be, you may think that, how could I even function? You actually can't create habits that functions only touching your email when you flip up your laptop. You can do that. I would love to actually work towards that. Actually, I may, I may put that in my little, little, um, shelf, mental shelf to, um, try that on for a few weeks to see if I can create a different rhythm around answering email on my phone. You're quiet. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking that email's not a big, a big thing for me either. I mean, in my jobs or in business, I mean, right now, occasionally I'm getting an agent rejection in my email and I definitely don't need to see that right away. <laughs> if mm-hmm. anything, you know, that becomes a negative distraction. I use a VIP list on my email and um, that's on an iPhone. I don't know if that's available on other mail apps, um, but it's a very short list. It's like you, my husband, um, and maybe two other people. So it will pop up a notification when I get an email from one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, you're rarely sending me an urgent email. You know, that mo- I, I frame email, and I, I've explained this to you in the past, if something's not urgent, I send an email. Mm-hmm. If something's 
urgent, <laughs> send a text or it's like an off time of day. Like if it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm not going to text you about something. I'm going to email you about something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I frame it. So it probably wouldn't be a big deal for me to take it off my phone other than sometimes um, with some writing partners, I get stuff in my email that I really can just like read, you know, something substantial from my email, like, you know, in a waiting room or something. But even that, that would not be detrimental to my life. So Mm -hmm. I could take email off my phone. Sure. Why not? Um, Something you mentioned that made me think of something about your VIP list. You can actually do that with your push notifications as well on your phone. Mm. Like, especially like if somebody's like when I, like right now my phone is on do not disturb because I'm recording, but my phone oh, is still yeah, here. Yeah. But if my husband needed to get to me, which right now he doesn't have this status, I, but I, it, I could, you know, I just didn't stop to do it because I got kids at home. He has, he has other ways of reaching me besides my phone if he really needed me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you can like identify phone numbers that can push through. Yeah. Or people I, yes. that, yeah. So it's like, you can say, I don't want any notifications besides this person, that app, you can choose who still gets through even when you are on do not disturb. Okay. Boundaries with loopholes. Boundaries with (laughs) loopholes. All right. What's next? This is something that you, um, okay. So this is, I still believe this is productivity focused because it speaks to habits. Yes. So I suggested read actual paper books or use a device that doesn't need Wi-Fi while you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of paper books. I don't use them as often because usually when I'm reading, it's at night in bed and my husband goes to sleep. And I've got like a light and stuff. It's just less convenient. But I do have a Kindle Fire that does have Wi-Fi. I just turn it off. And I don't – I've been dogmatic with myself about not installing – Facebook or email or anything on there. Um, I mm-hmm. mainly 95% use it for reading books mm-hmm. and, you know, books lend themselves to our business success and our, you know, work-life balance. You and I both read a ton of spirituality books and, mm-hmm. you know, business coaching type of books. And for me being, you know, a fiction writer, I do consider reading fiction to be part of my work. So we both love reading, believe in reading. And unfortunately, smartphones have kind of detracted and distracted many of us from reading. So looking mm. for alternate ways to engage in that time is, is a good tip as well. Yeah, I love that. It's actually something I, I'm going to actively pursue. I think I've mentioned this. I don't know what one of our episodes, I mentioned this. Our books episode, probably. Was it the books episode? Mm-hmm. How I don't like reading on my Kindle app on my phone. And when my iPad was functioning before I broke it on our mountain trip last <laughs> year, um, that's where I did all of my reading. And I didn't engage in any of those other apps because I only wanted my iPad for the screen size. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to read my Kindle books. So I'll probably invest in something like a Kindle next because I can't envision, um, you know, my next computer is probably going to be a MacBook. Yes. I cannot imagine needing an iPad in a, Mac, in a, in a MacBook. So I'm thinking, yeah. That it'll, it'll, yeah. So a Kindle is what I believe 
is what I would want just to hold my electronic books. I like to read paper books. That's my preference, but there are some books that I, um, that fall into either an audio book category for me or a Kindle book category for me. And I can't tell you how they fall based off of the content. I can't tell you, but some books I know, man, I'm going to be writing notes and highlighting like crazy in this book. I need this as a paper edition. Um, then there's some books where I'm like, I just want the content. And so I'll do audio or I'll do Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of, you know, most likely if it's doing anything with my faith, anything with spirituality, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a paper book because I already know this is something that I'm going to read over and over and over. I'm going to highlight it up. If it's doing, if it has anything to do with like just training and teaching, I may um, cross over to a Kindle. This depends. Okay. All right. (laughs) I laugh when I type this next tip. So did you know that your phone doesn't have to go everywhere with you? What? Your phone doesn't have to go everywhere with you. Um, Contrary to popular opinion, (laughs) you don't even have to drive with your phone. Okay. What what happens if I get in an accident? I'm trying to tell you, I grew up in a generation where we didn't have phones in the car. No, we didn't. So here's what I recommend. Can you memorize a few phone numbers? <laughs> what? <laughs> so when, if something happens, you can just go call them on a landline or call them on somebody else's phone that's around. Just call them. Okay. Some hangups to this. I prom- There are some. Here's the one that I dealt with. So last year I was held up at a gas station and the thing that they stole out of my car while I was pumping gas was my phone. That was one of the things they took. Okay. So let me tell you why it's so important to have these phone numbers memorized. Mm -hmm. I could not think of anybody's phone number that I, I mean, even had, even though I had my husband's number memorized. But in the heat of the shock and the, you know, the intensity of the moment, I couldn't think of his number for nothing. Yeah. And the only other number I could think of was my parents' number in Chicago. What were they going to do? So Mm -hmm. my whole thought was, gosh, if I can get somebody in Chicago, they'll find Eddie. That was my train of thought. But I couldn't nail down anybody. But okay. The only number I called was my parents because I didn't know my sister's phone numbers by heart. Still don't, if I'm being truthful. So memorize a few numbers or, okay, write them down somewhere and put them in your bag. You don't have to memorize them. Just write them down. That's what I do with my kids. These are the important numbers. Put them in your backpack. So if you get into a, you know, I know they know my number, you know, they have that memorized. They don't have their father's number memorized because guess what? They call mommy. That's what they do. (laughs) Yep. And so, but you need to know your father's number. Like I was in Florida. My son had an issue at school and he called me while I was in Florida. And I was like, I need you to call your father. And I had to give him the phone number so he can, cause I couldn't do anything for him. <laughs> I couldn't do anything for him. I am in stinking Florida. You got to call your dad. <laughs> but anyway, so just giving them a sheet of paper with the top two, three numbers that if you need a go-to person, this is your emergency contact. This is such, such, such. this is who you call, right? You can do the same thing for you. Cause there are times when I want to go and just walk or, you know, go to the park and I don't want my phone. 
because mm-hmm. my phone is a source of distraction for me. It just is. And sometimes I want my brain to be quiet. You can leave your phone at home and you are going to be okay. Yep. You're going to hear me. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Even if it's not you leaving the house without your phone, you could be in other rooms of your house without your phone. Yeah. Let's just start there. My sisters fuss at me because they'll call me knowing I'm home. Deanna, you didn't see that I called you? I'm like, I did not. <laughs> what were you doing? You know, I, whatever I was doing, I didn't want to answer my phone. My phone was not in front of me. My phone is not in front of me all the time. And there are times where I, I on purpose and intentionally set it somewhere else in the house because wherever my, I'm at, I do not want to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Can I just get two hours without that phone screen? All right. You can do this when you're working. Your phone doesn't have to be next to you while you're working. Yeah. So anyway, that's my tip. Your phone doesn't have to go everywhere with you. Doesn't have to travel around the house with you. You don't even have to take it to your destination with you if you don't want to. All right. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. Oh, this one is such a, it's a challenge creating phone or screen free zones in our homes. And this could mean areas or Mm -hmm. it could mean times. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we try and often fail to make the dinner table a screen free zone. And we don't unfortunately eat dinner together very often, even right now in the summer, like we had classes go away for the kids. And now I started working some retail hours this summer. So there's about three nights a week that there's no way we're eating dinner all together. Mm-hmm. And then other stuff just comes up, you know, cause it's summer and this one's going to this friend's house and what have you. So I've become a little bit more protective of that. When we are together, just put your stinking phones down and I'll tell you who has the hardest time with it is it's so embarrassing, really, is the four-year-old because we've spoiled him and let him have his videos on during meals so we can have a conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. And so the compromise we use in our house, we're big Disney fans. So, um, you know, we have an Alexa in the kitchen, the Echo Dot or whatever it is, and I'll play music in the background. But even long before we had that particular device, you know, we would just stick some a playlist, whether it's on an iPad or whatever, and have some fun music that every member of the family, at least if didn't enjoy it, it was familiar and comforting, you know? So mm-hmm. there's something going on in the background, but it's not a screen. It's not a social media app. It's not, God help us, you know, Jack's now into prank videos on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, these I'm people are say, I can't wait to are. see, I can't wait to see how that, manifest himself in that child <laughs> once he gets a few under his belt that he wants to try but yeah that's so funny we just really have to you know kind of take authority here as parents mm-hmm. um put it away put it away and we have to we have to model it too but put it away um because even though I crave, you know, I've talked about this in the past. Now my, my daughters are old enough to ride in the front seat and they take turns. And I miss having that cone of silence mm-hmm. up in the front of my minivan, you know. I understand this 100%. But I also 
don't need to let that mean that I'll let them sit there every single time with their earbuds in. Mm -hmm. This is a chance for us to talk. This is a chance. I'm driving you to dance. Let's talk about dance. Let's talk about your dance friends. Um, Let's talk about Katie, whatever we argued about an hour ago, because there's guaranteed to be something, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, (laughs) using that time and, and just, we have to be vigilant as the adults about creating those zones, whatever they may be for you and your family. Yeah. I was talking to my husband, you know, his, you know, I'm the one that's home with the kids most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I get summer breaks with them. Like for real, we're at home together. You know, we, we, we're silly together. We have many connection points throughout the day. My husband, you know, he, he, you know, he don't get summers off, so he's still working. He has the same work schedule, but then he has the evenings where, you know, it's traditionally where him and the kids would connect. And so he's taking a course right now. Mm. And so he's spending his evenings working on this course and I had to tell him the other night, I'm like, okay, so he's taking this course on his laptop and I had to tell him, I was like, Hey baby, I just want to bring this up. This is I'm just throwing this out there here <laughs> right now. We have about eight weeks of non-intense evenings. When school starts, you know what evenings feel like their homework, dinner, shower, bed, that's it. And now these kids have nothing pressing on them in the evenings where me and you can just kind of create whatever we want, you know, with them. And I told him, you, you know, cause this course, he, this course is going to last the entire summer, but he, it's self-paced. Mm. And I said, do not <laughs> trade the intensity of this, you know, how it normally feels in a school year. Don't trade that for the course. Yeah. Go ahead and take the course, but please don't let this entire summer go by that you are behind a screen. Yeah. The few hours that we get you because I, and that's how he's so focused. That's what he, he would do. Not that he doesn't want to connect with us, but he, once he sets himself on a path, he's like, I got to knock this out. I got to knock this out. So I know that's his natural tendency is to say, I'm taking a course. The only time I have to take the course is in the evenings after work. So this is how I'm spending my evening. So just me telling him just, you know, he was like, well, I connected with the kids the other day. I was like, no, you, you, um, well, like that week I could, I, you know, me and the kids had a conversation yesterday or the day before yesterday, you know, when I got home, we all connect, we connected. I said, no, they were sitting down, you were standing up and it was like lecture. Hmm. <laughs> and he stopped. He was like, yeah, that pretty much was, <laughs> that pretty much that was what it looked like. And I'm talking about just, you know, fun and family and sharing yeah um you know and that's gonna look different from him than it looks for me you know not you know not that I was trying to paint what it should look like for him but what I my point was don't let that screen and that that extra invitation to spend time behind a screen take us away from one of the last summers we're gonna have with these kids yeah we got six more four with my kid with my son six with my daughter we got six more and that that's kind of how I want you to look at all the different ways that these screens are possibly taking us away from other parts of our life that matter. It ain't like we got a whole, we don't have a whole lot of time. We don't know when our time is up. Mm-hmm. We 
don't have a whole lot of time to be wasting on things that are not fruitful. We just don't. So let's kind of see if we can chip away at some of these things that are taking our, taking our attention and our emotions sometimes. I had somebody Facebook um, message me just yesterday. She was upset about a post that a mutual um, person in her life posted about and she screenshotted and sent it over to me. And I was like, girl, you better let this go. Nobody got time to be conversing over this, that, that Facebook response that two, you know, the response was two words. You don't know what those two words meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're going to, you know, I saw, I said, let it go. Let it go. Who has time for that? So just choose, you know, being very, very protective over what's getting your emotion and what's getting your time. So here's the thing. This is what I'm going to create for those of you all that are in the refreshed moms community, refreshed moms group. You can find the Refresh Moms group on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash refreshed moms community. Okay. Or just look up Refresh Moms community. You'll find the group. All right. It's a closed group. You can hop in and I am going to be running a screen free day challenge. Okay. Ain't nothing formal. Just as a group, we're going to pick either a day or a portion of a day. It doesn't have to be the entire day. You don't have to bite off, you know, more than what you can chew. <laughs> you may say, and that's even for me, I don't know if my family is ready for an entire day. We may be like, from this period of the day to this period of the day, no screens. That might be what you need to do. Or you may be willing to bite off an entire day. You get to choose how you want this to be. But the whole point is to see if we can start creating some screen free zones in our week and in our day. And you can fill that time with whatever you want to fill that time with. Mm. I'm not going to dictate to you what you're doing in that time, but let's see if we can separate from the screens. Yeah. I'm also going to say this, you define what those screens are. Okay. For me, my screens would be Netflix, my phone, and my laptop. Those are my three screens. So the TV screen, my phone screen, and my laptop. Those are generally speaking my screens. Now, if I had a Kindle and I wanted to read, I would not, I would not get rid of my Kindle. I would bring my, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm using it for something that I don't feel like is a distraction. Right. So you, that's why I'm saying you guys decide what screens, because I don't know how you're using those screens. You know, my children use computer screens to um, practice their schoolwork over the summer. I feel like that's an efficient usage of a laptop screen. You know, my son uses his um, iPod touch with, he uses Quizlet and he quizzes himself on flashcards. To me, that app is serving him well, and I don't mind that he's using that screen. I'm not going to be like, nope, write them all out on index cards. No, I don't even care. That's not, for me, I don't care. He's using an app that I feel like is useful and, and, and productive. So you have to define, I'm just saying those as examples of you defining what screens are applicable during that time, or you may just say no screens at all. That's up to you. But I want to hold you accountable in the Refresh Moms group. So you're going to look for this post. Okay. You're going to see screen free day challenge. Okay. And then just type in what your, what you're challenging yourself with for that week. And that's just going to be the space where we hold you accountable and encourage you. I don't care if you nail it 
or if you fail, I don't care. It's just the attempt to become more productivity focused and spending less unproductive time on our screens. Okay. Yes. This sound good. Sounds good to me. All I'll right. speak for our audience. It sounds great. <laughs> you guys can find a link to the refresh moms community in our show notes. That'll be an easy way to get you there. But I think that's it, Kelly. I enjoyed our conversation. It was a good discussion. All right, you guys, we love you. And please, please, please hit us up on our socials. Um, leave a review. Oh my gosh. If you guys can leave a review or, um, you know, give us a rating, we would love it. If you guys can screen capture, um, and tag us on any relevant screen cap, not screen capture, but any, um, Facebook stories, you know, share with us there and tag us. We love that because we share that in our stories. It just helps us connect you with the people that are reading, you know, and looking at our stories. But we like that type of feedback because it lets us know that we're serving you and that you've gotten something um, out of what we share. So we love that. Stay connected on the socials. Isn't that counterintuitive? Stay connected on the socials, but be less... (laughs) In appropriate times. In appropriate times of the day. (laughs) I have a wonderful, wonderful day and stay refreshed. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Life podcast. If you heard anything that encouraged, inspired, or served you in any way, please take a moment to leave a review and a rating in order to help us share our message with other women just like you. You can find Kelly and me on our socials at Kelly of a Story and Refreshed Moms. If you're looking for simple tips to make working from home with your kids easier to manage, go grab my top 10 productivity hacks for moms at refreshmoms.com forward slash top 10 hacks. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.